0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Black Widow Deer Lures podcast here with uh, Andy Bogolsky, the owner of Black Widow Deer Lures, and myself, John McPherson. And, uh, man, we've really been having a good time with these podcasts and uh, just covering all sorts of topics, talking about deer lures, talking about the history of Black Widow um, we've covered uh how, yeah.
1: how to use the lures oh, in certain yeah. situations um,
0: mock scrapes scrapes all that good stuff and oh. and something uh you know we were just kicking around and so you know what what was our most memorable hunts that we've had um couple, past season a couple fun ones uh, yeah a couple a couple fun hunts that we've had using the lures and as we're we're talking about them in the past you know episodes we're we're like, you know, like that one time, you know, that like that one hunt. So there's so many like fun memories of, uh, of hunts that we've had, you know, over, I mean, several different States and, and using different products and, and with testing and just using and, and having a good time and, and getting other people on, on deer and hogs and things of that nature. But
1: what's uh what's one that sticks out to you? Hmm. I've got two, I've got one, um, one Janice killed a really nice buck, and it was a beast. I think, yeah, it was a, it was a big deer, <laughs> but I think it was opening day. It was gun season, gun season sure in Ohio, and um, you know we had a blind. We we just brushed in a blind, just a little you know a little cloth blind, you know, a week earlier or so, and um, you know had an area there where deer were coming out, and I think it was corn corn at that time yeah i think it was corn they, yep and they had fresh. And, and it, it was corn cut corn and we had a little uh i call it teardrop where the cornfield dips in and has you know cover you know it's maybe 100 yards wide in this area and uh it comes close a, to a creek back there yep and, uh, and the creek bed was on uh, one side and you know so it was elevation across the field from us probably 150 yards kind of You know how the fields go up, and it could be 50 feet higher than where we were. And it was a little strip of woods, maybe 10, 15 yards wide, but you could see through it. There's no leaves, you know. And I think it was December, early December. And, um, you know, we had all kinds of deer piling in there in the evening. You know, does, does to our right, does to our left. And, you know, the wind was blowing from, I think it was the north, that direction. It was like, northwest and it was blowing out the field but the deer were you know more towards the north from us so we're, we're good but then all of a sudden a couple of does came from another direction and they were directly downwind from us and i had a couple smoking sticks going yeah. and i go oh man oh man and i started <laughs> i started misting a little bit with some straight dough and I, I i started another Another smoking stick inside the, the cloth hut. And Jazz was like.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> smoking her out of the pond.
1: So, so I kind of like looking around. I kind of, you know, I'm trying to run the camera. And I kind of flipped it out there again. So now I had like three of them things smoking. Oh, yeah. And it was like, all right, well, I'm like, they're not smelling us. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching that smoke. It's heading right toward. They're feeding away. They're directly downwind, probably only 50 yards, 60 yards broadside and it, i probably had 10 12 deer in a field a couple small little four corns and stuff and then on that little ridge you know which was cornfield also but it had a rise with that little strip of uh timber i see a, a, a right away you look and you go body and you just know body, man, the, body that the body was a man the body was <laughs> you didn't even have to see bone on his head you just seen the body and you go oh you know, no doubt that's a buck and you know i started getting her ready and uh, i see him he's come. he's cruising he's he's a, he's doing the buck walk you know he's strutting okay. and he come down around that tip and i go jesse you gotta move we gotta move we gotta move so she moved to the next window and i'm trying to move the camera because i'm thinking he's gonna go to these two does that are right directly downwind and he did but he just kept on cruising you know it's like oh shoot now he's going off to our left over there where you know there's some more does And out okay now we're in that process of like okay okay we gotta move we gotta move i'm moving the camera she's moving (laughs) (laughs) and it's like finally get there and um and uh this is her biggest buck ever and it was like so I'm filming. I'm new at it, actually. You gave me a you gave me a dummy camera that's, right. that that's,
0: <laughs> anybody can run. I gave them uh, one but of I, our, our simpler cameras to use. Just but I did turn good, on, though,
1: didn't I? Hit the power. I mean, hit the record button. Oh, it did great. And uh, uh, so things broadside, about 50, 60 yards feeding. Never knew we were there. I mean, our scent was all over the place, but the, the smoking sticks just... Tamped it down. Just and they masked, were there.
0: Yeah, masked not, everything.
1: Not one doe lifted its head or, or anything. And so she got on, and I go, got the camera ready. I go, all right, anytime you're ready. I didn't want to make her nervous. I go, anytime you're ready, I'm not watching her. And I'm sitting there. Okay. It, it was about this time frame. I go, anytime you're ready. <laughs> and I'm waiting. Yeah. And I'm waiting. Oh yeah, I'm or, waiting. Does she fall asleep over there? I don't know. And then I <laughs> that, that I heard her go, and I'm waiting. Oh Lord, <laughs> <And I'm> waiting. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna pass out on
1: you. oh right. boom! I mean, he did. He did the mule kick. Yeah. He he ran probably thirty yards. Yeah,
0: you got all that on film. Like, I got every every bit of it. Every he, bit of
1: it. She was excited. He, he stopped in the field there. Had his head down. He he was doing the death. Uh, wag you know he was there his tail was going a million miles an hour she was should i shoot him again i go nah just wait he ain't going nowhere and then all of a sudden he did the pirouette you know did the half circle spun around flipped over bam done oh yes yeah. yeah you know and so that was good and she was you know she 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 goes, I felt like I was in my 20s again. I was excited. <laughs> she was fired up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was, I didn't do it, but that was one of my favorites because she was so fired up. Oh, she so was so excited. Fired up. Yeah, and
0: me and Beth, uh, we got there shortly after, and, um, and she was all just excited, telling us all about the hunt. And what a monster. And I went and looked at I was like, Jesus Christ, what a horse of a deer i mean it was a huge buck and i honestly that was the first ohio buck that i'd seen up close yeah so that was a that was a beast for sure the first the first
1: year i had that property i think
0: yeah was i it? think so uh no you you had killed that that ten pointer before a couple of weeks before you went up there by yourself
1: no i know but that's the first year
0: yeah that was the first year that we had picked up that lease
1: oh that's sure. that is another one of mine yeah to my memorable ones, yeah. I was by myself, yeah. Never he did, couldn't, couldn't handle it,
0: ne- couldn't handle it. Never got it on film. We went up there and we filmed for a week straight. That was the first year we went up there and we filmed hard for a week and um, seen some deer, seen some nice deer, you know, nothing uh, he wanted to shoot. And and then uh, we went back, I went back to North Carolina and he went back to Tennessee. And all of a sudden, it was just like, couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. He had to go.
1: So, oh, the weather was perfect. Off. The time was going. I'm <laughs> saying,
0: I'm out of here. Yeah. So, he went up there and I was like, I can't go. And at the time, I was uh, um, still working uh, with uh, my father at a, at a store. And so I, I couldn't take off a second week because we were still, we were still, actually, it was the height of the, um, you know, coming the holiday season, so retail was nuts. So I was like, I did the best to get away that one week. I I dang sure couldn't take a second week, and he was like, well, I'm going. And I was like, oh, man, so I was chomping it a bit. I was sitting there probably texting and calling, trying to figure out, what'd you see, what'd you see, what'd you do? And then sure enough.
1: Well, the thing is, is I, I got there up in a tree, and you know how it is just before the peak of the rut. I mean, the bucks are chasing. The bucks are everywhere. They're, they're chasing the does. The does don't want to be bothered. And, you know, again, this is my honey hole of, of the 400 acres. Is this 400-yard square field that's surrounded by creek bottom, hillside, wooded hillside, you know, what we call a hedgerow, but it's not really. It's about 20 yards, uh, bottleneck of uh, timber that goes for 400 yards connecting the, the creek bottom to the, you know, the, the hillside. You know, wooded hillside. But um, I was up in that tree stand, and I'm like, "Well, oh, dang. starting to get light. I go, where's all the deer? All the does are hiding. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're <laughs> hiding. I mean, when they start getting chased so much, they don't want to be sitting out there. Because I, I, I actually sat there. I didn't see a doe. And I saw four different bucks walk out in the field, 10, 12 yards, 15 yards, look around then go back in yep. you know they're all looking see, find and trying to find a body so they can go run over and check and then i seen this one buck i go Ooh, wow okay he's he's almost 400 yards away i go hmm the naked eye i can see i can see the bone i went oh, oh. Yeah. and um he just kind of buck walked across angling away then he turned and he started coming back not towards me but towards the i was on the back wood line you know on the hillside there on edge and he was probably 300 yards away so i and the wind was going that direction i go oh he's gonna smell me so i started misting like crazy you know i had some matriarch and i started misting 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 just putting as much scent in the air as i could and then i said all right i'm gonna clack the uh the antlers a few times and i did you know because it's a long ways away right and he did he looked he picked up he looked he looked for about 10 seconds and then continued walking up towards the um the woodlight you know didn't make any deviation and i hit him again you know after about 50 yards because you don't want to call too much and um he looked again all right no big deal i kept spraying and and then i hit the grunt too hard you know i don't know if he could hear it but he, he kind of looked over that way and then he started making the angle. He started, instead of going straight up at the wood line, he started veering off to the left, you know, he's 300 yards, 275, 250. And I'm like, all of a sudden it gets to that point where you're, you know what I'm talking about, where there's a little, little rise in the field you can't see. Yep. But he's, he's about 50 yards from the wood line. Now I go, okay, he's coming. I kept on spraying, you know, the matriarch and, I'm expecting him to come right along the edge of the wood line in the field, you know, in, just inside the woods. That's what I thought he was going to do. And I was like, ah, nothing, nothing, nothing. I kept, you know, pumping it every, you know, 5, 10 seconds, give it another shot. And then all of a sudden I look like, oh, geez, he's right there. Yeah. And he's um, right on the edge of the um, cut corn but he's not in the corner. He's right up against the brush line, you know, the gold, the brown goldenrod. He's he's like he's he's just the branches are rubbing his side. He he couldn't get it, he couldn't get any closer to the brush line. Right. I mean, he didn't want to be in the field, but he, he was right. I am like, like, oh man, and he's right there. I go, I'm gonna shoot him. But he's pretty dang close. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was about I don't know, nine, yeah, exactly. eight nine yards away. Oh yeah,
0: because that stand was ten yards, literally not even
1: a few yards in the edge of the tree line. And I'm trying to think,
0: okay, okay.
1: Oh man, I got to figure out how I'm going to aim on this one. But I'm an old instinctive shooter, you know, from because I started back in the you know late '60s, you know, shooting recurve. So it's like, oh man, I'm looking, I'm looking. I go, uh, I got, I got a, I got to instinctive shoot this one because I'm, I was looking at the pins and I'm like. No, this is all wrong. You know, It's only like nine yards away, and my closest pin was like 20. I'm like, I'm not screwing this up. I'm just going to go with my instincts. And I drew, pop, hit him a little high, but he dropped, and it, I had to put another one in him yeah. eventually. But um, everything worked out. The scent was, uh, he didn't smell me. The scent was going right to his direction. I was misting. I called. I mean, everything was, you yeah, from, grunting to him to the rattle to him a l- little bit uh to the the mistiness thing. that was a memorable one because it all worked yep. you know and the thing is you don't you don't rattle too much if they know you're there they know you're there and don't call too much soon as he looked my way and started angling yeah. my direction put the dang call in your pack don't even sit there think you want to call again yeah. and I, I i made that mistake one time happened. when i was a kid yeah I made that mistake when I was a kid. I, I remember watching a deer, heck, a few hundred yards away, cr- across, and I grunted. And he turned, looked, and he started like almost a little bit, almost to a lope. And he was coming. I go, oh, oh, all right. Uh, and he got about 100 yards away, uh, 80 yards away. I go, I'll give him one more so he knows where I'm at. That was dumb. I, mean, I was like 18. Gave him one more, and he went, looked. Hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> he's probably thinking, Well, where did I come from? And, and and I wasn't on the edge of the woods. I was twenty yards in. So I don't know if he was sitting there looking going, Well, that's coming from twenty five feet in the air. That just don't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so always call as little as possible. As soon as you get as soon as they know you're there, put it away. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that's a, a pretty good sized
1: field. To be able to call it's a it's a four hundred yard square field, and he was about three hundred yards away. And I mean, I I let so we got to remember the wind was going his direction, All right? So I let go of it uh, on the grunt as hard as I can without breaking, you know, breaking the calls, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he picked up on it, and uh, lucky uh, the wind was going that direction. If it was the opposite direction, I would not never heard it. Yeah, Yeah. Well, so absolutely, yeah. That's been uh that was a nice ten point, but Yeah, that was a pretty nice buck. Yeah, never got it on film yeah, because my partner wasn't there. And I don't know how to do yeah. it myself. <laughs> yeah, he was like
0: uh, and at the time we were we were filming pretty hard for the uh Widow Makers T V show and I was like, You went up there by yourself and you didn't get it on film, no <laughs> He was like, I got the deer And so but the good thing was they actually uh Made up for a big time by getting uh, Janice's own film. Though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great hunt. That was the best great. one. Yeah. Uh, just just by her actions, just by her just giddiness, happiness. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And you guys can see that on uh, season one of Widowmakers. Um, you can see that on the VOD library, on Hunt Channel, as well as uh, My Outdoors TV. And uh, there's also that same clip. Um, you can also see some of that hunt on the 704 Outdoors TV show um, because we were filming, actually, for both shows. We were filming for the Widowmakers and 704, so um, we had a um, a kill—Beth uh, killed a doe out of that same, very same blonde that Janice mm-hmm. killed her buck out of, so— um, we aired that hunt on 704 Outdoors, and then we included Janice's Buck on that show, and then vice versa. Same on uh, on Widowmakers. We had uh, Janice's Buck being the primary hunt with a, a blip of, uh, of Beth Doe. So I was able to see that. Uh, so you guys can watch it both on uh, My Outdoors TV or Hunt Channel. You look at both of them, uh, uh, Widowmakers by Black Widow Deer Lures or 704 Outdoors. And uh, if you guys are streaming this, uh, on your uh, favorite streaming platform. You can also see a video version of this on YouTube at uh, Blackwater Deer Lures YouTube channel. And we also have all of our previous podcasts that you can watch on our YouTube channel, as well as if you've missed any of them beforehand, you can go back and uh, listen to some of the podcasts going over the history of Blackwater Deer Lures, some of our, uh, the whole line of our lures as well as some of our tips and tricks on making mock scrapes and drag and, you know, how to disperse some scents using drags and wicks and things like that. And, uh, and we thought it would be, uh, um, fun to, uh, kind of talk about some hunts that we had, uh, using the scents as well as, um, actually talking about the products themselves. And I so said I had a pretty memorable one as well. Oh, same. okay,
1: we're done now. Oh there <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I had a, a great hunt. Um actually that two uh Beth uh my wife she killed a nice buck on uh Baby Everest, another stand location that we had up there and uh and we I was real uh particular about continually keeping all the scrapes up there going. Like throughout the season. I would go over there and almost religiously every time we went up there I would go to the scrape, Scrape Master and Branch Butter. Scrape Master and Branch Butter. And then um there was what were there about three or four scrapes? around Baby Everest oh, right there in the at, main at, area at least yeah yeah there was like three or four so i would always go up there and, and i the, and those
1: them. are master scrapes i mean they're yeah they're tore up oh yeah they're, yeah they're, they're as big as a kitchen table
0: oh they're massive and, and what would happen is all the bucks would come in there and they they check them they check them every day and so then i went up there and then come gun season i started going up there and i use uh, dominator and scrape man uh um dominator and a little bit of scrape master but, in the scrapes but branch butter on the branches and um just like clockwork every afternoon we would have deer come in the bucks would come check the uh, scrapes and the does would come and feed in the food plot and the bucks were, were constantly checking the scrapes as well as checking the does and um one day it just started snowing oh man it was magnificent uh scenery uh, all the does were coming in. A couple of young bucks came in, checked the scrapes like normal. Um, I just, as soon as we got up there, I had uh, went up. I actually walked up the path, dragged, did a drag down the hill, you know, that path mm-hmm. that we had cut. Yeah, so that's another there. thing.
1: What we do is we cut a path, brush hog, then I sprayed it earlier um, in the season, like um, August, September. I spray it. And the reason for it is not for us to walk. If this is through goldenrod, and yep. it's a good hundred yards. You can dictate, not a hundred percent, but nine out of ten times a deer will hit that and oh, come yeah. to the food plateau. the, path way, least the way you want them to. Absolutely, you know? and I remember. when we it easy up there. for them.
0: Yeah, and it was. Uh, we were supposed to get a little bit of snow, so I went up there. I did a drag on that path that we had cut, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I went and hit the two closest scrapes. Now the one that was off to our right, I didn't go to it because the deer were coming in the right. I did not want to walk past where the deer were entering the field, but the two that were in front of me, I could get to without crossing where the deer were coming down off the hill. And so uh, I went over there, put dominator in both of them, put branch butter on the branches, went down. Beth was already in the box and um, I got in there and, Man, it was just, just like clockwork. All the does come in the field, feeding the food plot. Bucks came in, hit the drag line, started looking at the does, figuring out which one it was, <laughs> you know, and they, and came down in and, uh, and she got uh, a shot on that buck. He came in there and kind of checked one of the scrapes and. You know, she had so many does around us. Good Lord. And, uh, and so we, had, she really had to be on her A game, not to get busted by these does. And, uh, and again, that was uh, an incredible hunt. We just, just utilizing, you know, the dominator and the branch butter, keeping them constantly coming in there constantly. There was always a flow of traffic, um, to the scrapes because we always kept it freshened up with uh with the dominator or the scrape master and it always had the branch and,
1: and the thing is, is it's the elevated box blind but what you want to do is you don't want to you got to have easy and easy out and that one's easy and easy out and at one time we had a food plot all the way around but we got rid of that idea because we didn't want the deer behind us we yeah. concentrated all in front of us because uh we want to be able to get in get out yeah. and um sometimes too much could be a problem yeah and um especially when you're in a box blind because you know especially when you're elevated you know you're looking you know they can yeah. look if you have the back window like a silhouette if you have the back windows not blacked out yeah they silhouette you they see your head just bob just a inch or two and they're like okay no. It's like watching, it's like uh, you know somebody coming to your house at nighttime and seeing you inside there watching TV with your big old head bobbing around, <laughs> you know. And that's and that's kind of what it is. Yeah, you know, absolutely.
0: So. And so they would come in there, especially as the older does, they would check it. Oh man, they they'd look in there and check, and uh, and it, like I said, it was just amazing. That was the uh, the biggest buck my wife ever killed, and uh, like I said, I, I definitely contributed to a, our our consistency in keeping you know, the scents in that, in that area and keep them coming, even though there was a lot of hunting pressure around us, mm-hmm. you know, cause this is gun season. So they're gun season in Ohio. I'm not sure if you guys have ever been there during that time. Holy smokes. Uh You don't see a whole lot of hunters throughout the season there, but mm-hmm. during gun season, man, it is, uh, uh, the orange army is out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, we, we had that area. They they constantly came in there with the scents and, uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. It was great. That was actually Janice got her biggest buck on the farm. My wife got her biggest buck on the farm, and yeah, it's been a it's been a fun one. So, yeah. So well, we appreciate you guys uh, listening and tuning in to uh, Blackwood Deer Lures podcast. Again, if you guys want to see the video version of this, you can go to our YouTube channel, Blackwood Deer Lures, and uh, you can see all the products that we've talked about on our website, blackwood dot com. Go to your local dealer. Um, you can always message us or email us with your zip code, and we can point you and direct you to your local dealer. And so will you guys uh, check in with us? Because we've got some guest speakers coming in soon um, that we're going to be talking with. We've got some good friends that uh, they're going to call in and, and have some good conversations. And anything else you want to add?
1: No. I just well, I hope everybody's uh... – uh, you know have a safe uh season and uh be careful in the tree stands i mean it could happen in a heartbeat you know and yeah. i'm thinking about a i won't mention names but i'm thinking about a young young lady right now i mean the prime of her life in early 20s um you know took a dive into the, to the lake and she's yeah. fighting for her life right now yeah, yeah. and so um, hopefully I,
0: by the time you guys hear this she'll be Maybe a little bit better. Well,
1: uh, yeah. uh, right yeah, now, better. she's fighting to even breathe, and um, yep. paralyzed from the armpits down. Right now, and it, yep. um, so you never know. You got to be careful. Be on top of your toes, and um, yep. you know, I, it's just a sad thing. You know, oh, absolutely. You could take yep. it over from now. Oh, yeah. So
0: it's a a field field staffer of ours' a daughter, and we are our, our thoughts and prayers are with their family, and uh, they know mm-hmm. who they are, and. Well, uh, like I said, again, hopefully, uh, God willing, by the time this uh, airs, she will be in um, better health. So we thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next Black Widow Dear Lord's podcast.
1: Take care.